to the God Conclusion. I'm your host, John Leonard. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The God Conclusion. Today's guest, we have Wilfred Butler, who is my, I would say my evil twin, but I think you're probably the better of the two of us, actually. As some of you may have guessed, the God Conclusion Facebook page is a little bit much to manage for one person, so I have asked several people to serve as moderators and Wilfred has become my favorite moderator because he posts a lot of content and it's great stuff. Where do you get all this stuff? I get it from different things. I just search online mostly. There's a couple of Christian sites, some humor sites. There's a Monty Python site that I love contributing for you. I've noticed a lot of Monty Python material, and I do sincerely appreciate it because I'm a big fan. Yeah. And uh, I try to get the puns for you as well. They come in once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I, you have to have that sharing ability where you read your audience, see what they appreciate. Sometimes they're well-received, sometimes not so much. Well, I was going to say, you have felt the pain with me, too, the the backlash from some of the posts. Yeah. And I've tried to have your back as much as possible, but some of these people can get really nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I understand a lot of the feedback I get. The most verbal is from the Christian readers, especially from down in the Bible Belt. And I understand I've been down there. I know it's a whole different world from what I used to experiencing up here in Canada. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I read one of your posts or interactions with one of our readers, and you were saying that you'd been in Texas and you had a family member that died at the Alamo. Yeah, uh, we've had a lot of history down in the States, actually. We've had connection to several people down there that are historically well-known. And uh, yeah, uh, James Butler Bonham died at the Alamo, and he was a part of our family. Wow. That is American history that should never be forgotten, that's for sure. No, definitely not. Lots but is that what there. drove you to Canada? <laughs> Was having this guy come home? Our family originated out of Ireland and they came over during obviously the famine and things like that. The Irish ha- have quite the stressful history coming over to the United States as well. A lot of them came over as indentured servants which is just a nice way of saying they were slaves. Yes, they were. Well, it's funny that you said that because the pastor of my church that I've been a member of most of my time here in Atlanta was Mm -hmm. an Irish Catholic priest originally. Mm -hmm. He migrated from Ireland and moved to Miami, and he met the woman that eventually became his wife, 
and left the church to marry her and then went back to seminary to become a Lutheran minister. And then he ended up in Atlanta giving sermons to me, and I was loving every minute of it because that Irish lilt in his accent was just terrific. And he'd come and he'd stand down. He didn't, like, preach from the pulpit. He came down and he stood in the middle of the congregation just in the aisle and spoke just like, I'm talking with you. And I could have listened to him speak for an hour and and not done the rest of the service. But you have experience, I believe, giving a sermon. I do. I'm a lay minister with the Anglican Church in Canada. Wow. And I've taken a course. uh, It's called the Education for Ministry Program, which is through the University of the South, which is out of Louisiana. So I have a connection there, too, with my education and the theological background. Now, the Anglican Church is, I think, the Episcopal Church in the United States. Is that That's correct? correct. Okay. Yeah, they had to change the name in the United States because the Episcopal, well, you couldn't have the Church of England after the Revolutionary War. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so they changed it to Episcopal. But it's very much the same church, yes. Well, I knew when I was asking, I was reaching out in desperation to ask people to help with the moderation duties. Right. And you graciously accepted, but I've got to ask, has it been worth it? <laughs> the trouble that <laughs> sometimes, you yeah, sometimes it's a bit of a headache when they will refuse to listen to yeah, just post another fla- just post another flat earth joke and they'll lose their minds. Oh again. yeah, I'll yeah, you, you, there's no budging there. There's no budging on a lot of issues. Calvinism, that's another good one. Calvinism was a big one. And here's, my thing, is, here's my thing with Calvin. You can criticize the man personally for some of the decisions that were made uh, while he was the head theologian there. Yeah. But I don't necessarily find fault with that. I have an issue with the idea of predestination. And I know that you and I both are very strong advocates of free will. And to me, if you are predestined or predetermined that you will be in heaven or you will not be in heaven and you have no choice, then basically you're a slave and it doesn't matter what you do. That's correct. Then why doesn't everybody just agree with us? We're automatons. No, because uh, we have free will, we can disagree. Exactly. It would be preferable if it was polite, can't have everything. No, uh, the thing is, and I've noticed not just with the predestination, but with a lot of issues, we see something we like in the Bible and we'll ignore everything around it just so that we can make our point that it says it right there in the Bible. And we, when you take it out of the context, it tends to create problems. It's happened with me too. I've taken things out of context, but I have not changed the meaning of the word. But it, it's been thrown back to me several times. So I'll read the entire chapter. And they're right. And I'm not afraid to sit and go, okay, you're right. Let's read that through and see what they're saying there. And the predestination is one of those things, because when you take it out, it sounds really great. But you're tossing aside all the rest about free will, about thinking for yourselves. 
this is all God granted gifts. I agree. And yeah, we, I know you caught yourself a couple of times too. And it's like, okay, you're right. <laughs> we have, well, when, well I mean, right. you have to be honest, right? Yeah. We're, we neither, well, you're more of a preacher than I am, but I try to tell everybody that comes to visit the page, you know, the page exists to promote the book I wrote. The oh, book I wrote, The book I wrote does not promote Christianity. It promotes a scientific argument that's based exactly. in logic for the existence of God. But because I am a Christian, a lot of the material that I post on my page favors Christianity. That's my personal preference. But I tell people in the book, you could call the creator Odin or Thor or whatever you choose because you have free will just like I do. But the fact, but what you can't do is argue against the evidence for this God. But what the people that I see that come to the Facebook page that are, who are atheists, they don't want to read the book. They want to criticize the book from ignorance rather than from, even if I offer them a free copy, what I find nine times out of 10 is they want to insult me and embarrass me for even offering it. And I'm going, what is your thought process there that you're turning down a free gift that may actually help you understand things better than you currently do. That I, I don't get why I have people to feel wonder the way if it's they do. fear. That's got to have that, something to do with it. Yeah, they may be right. <laughs> it's a legitimate fear, I think. I agree. So, what are we going to do with these people? <laughs> well, I think I addressed it a little bit with somebody. It was on your post about dairy farms. I said the ignorant will remain ignorant. They're willfully ignorant. Yes. They step in, they state their case, they throw their evidence at you, as little as it may be. But what they're not realizing is that evidence is made by people who are like thinking to them, people who think exactly as they do. What they're not realizing is that there are as much evidence produced by people who think as we do. And it's actually better, more coherent evidence if you listen to it and think about what the people are saying. Uh, A a prime example, earlier today, I was arguing with a guy who, not arguing, I was trying to have a polite, and this guy (laughs) was telling me that he refused to speak with me unless I watched this 14, 15 minute YouTube video from a guy that calls himself Holy Kool-Aid. If you're going by that as a pseudonym, it's difficult for me to take you seriously. Uh, somebody like even Aaron Ra, who changed his last name legally. I mean, right. his real name, his birth name was not Ra, but no. he is now legally Aaron Ra, and he calls himself that on the internet. I have a lot more respect for that than Absolutely. a guy that's going to call himself Holy Kool-Aid. But the guy in the Holy Kool-Aid argument was trying to make an argument against Christianity and the morality of the God in the Bible. And yeah. in response to that, 
I posted a video from Frank Turek, who was explaining that without the God in the Bible, without the objective morality, the objective good of God, you can't say that the Nazis were wrong in killing millions of people because they were in power. They had full authority in their country. They were the moral authority at the time. So how do you criticize that? It's only by appealing to a higher good, God himself, that you can say the death camps, the Holocaust was evil. It, it seems like it's a no-brainer, but in one of Sam Turk, Frank Turk's videos, he actually caught an atheist in that dilemma, and the guy had to say that under his own definition that the Nazis weren't immoral. And how do you get yourself twisted into a pretzel to that degree to where you're defending the indefensible? I don't get that. Yeah. That's a lot reminds me that there, there's a lot of people among the atheists who like to throw in our face quite often about, well, what about God killing all those women and children and old people? And it's like, but God didn't kill them. God ordered their killing to be done. But there is reasons behind it. And I don't necessarily always agree. That's not about what my thoughts are. I can't speak for God is what I tell them first and foremost. Well, one of the things that I have appreciated the absolute most about having you as a moderator on the Facebook page is that you have posted things that have opened my eyes and taken me a little bit out of my comfort zone and embracing things. The posting of things that had a, a depiction of Jesus with rainbow images imagery around it and right. some of the quote unquote most devout christians got irate about that but as you very astutely pointed out the rainbow belongs to god the Absolutely. rainbow symbolizes god's promise to humanity and the it's gay not a movement pride. It, it's a promise exactly i yeah, love that it, yeah, it angered me that they used the rainbow. At the same time, we have to be flattered that they look to God for symbolism. I had not thought of it that way. That's a good way of looking at it. We should be flattered. We get very possessive about things with God and very strict, with her, mostly because of our upbringings. But uh, yeah, the rainbow belongs to all of us because God gave it to us. Amen. So we need to learn to share. <laughs> I have no problem with that, my friend. There well, go. <laughs> I got to admit that I didn't have a whole list of questions written up in advance. To I just wanted to get together and talk with you because I've seen your image on Facebook for several months now mm -hmm. with the dog positioned partially in front of your face. So this is the actual, yep. the first time I've ever seen you in person. <laughs> right. Well, uh, she's my everything. That's why she's up there with me. So. <laughs> well, they are part of our family. Yes, they are. Yeah. I just had to say goodbye to our cat this past week. Oh, she 
That's hard. She, she passed away. She had a really good long life, and we didn't let her suffer at the end. And okay, so. here's one for the pride people, and for us, the Rainbow Bridge belongs to the animals. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. And that's maybe entirely made up. God gives us comfort in different ways, and that's one of them. I don't know all the answers and I don't pretend to. And exactly. I don't even think I know half of the right questions to ask, but I do have some good questions and I am seeking honest answers. And I'm very pleased to have you join me on that quest and can't thank you enough for all the help that you give me. And yeah. I look forward to going forward with you. Well, thank you for having me along for the ride because it's a blast and I enjoy making everybody laugh. I enjoy giving them something to chuckle over. I enjoy making them think. Well, making them consider, making them step out of the box for a second and look from the outside in. You're doing a much better job of that than I have been lately because I just kind of post a couple of things at the end of the night to make sure something runs the next day. And then I come on the next day and I see that you've posted eight or 10 things that are all hilarious. And I can't, like I said, I just appreciate it and enjoy all the interaction that you do with the readers and followers of the page. And thank you again. And for the readers of the page, just be polite to each other. For goodness sakes, we're all in here going through the same thing together. So let's just be polite. It doesn't matter if we share different opinions. It doesn't matter if we have different beliefs. We're all in this together. So be kind. That's very good advice. And I need to take that to heart too, because I try not to say that atheists are stupid or atheists are dumb. I try to only say that atheism as a concept is dumb. But most atheists that I meet in my interactions are actually quite intelligent people. They just haven't given a proper amount of thought to the problems that they're trying to solve philosophically. Because if yeah. you do think about the evidence in its totality, the yeah. conclusion for God is virtually overwhelming. It's very difficult once you get past the Big Bang and cosmic inflation and abiogenesis, it's very difficult to think that the probability of God is not almost 100%. If you properly understand the science that's involved in those things. Absolutely. I have some favorite people that I, I always check to see if they've responded to some of my posts. So one of my favorites is a friend of yours as well, the faithiest atheist. Oh yeah, I love him. He just cracks me up. And I've seen people comment about his name. And it actually does a lot without saying a whole lot. It's like not committing, but knowing that there's something there. More people on both sides should follow his example. And I, follow I mean that just as, as much as yours. It, 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 it applies to me just as much as everybody else. That is so true. He's very thoughtful and he's not provocative or offensive. And that's a very difficult quality to master. 
Yes, I've seen some of his posts, and they're very well thought out posts. And I won't say they're non-committing. Some of them are very committing, but it would surprise a lot of our listeners to this podcast that a lot of them lean in favor towards God. I've kind of accused him of being a closet believer, and I say that kind of <laughs> tongue in cheek, but. If you understand what his job is with Homeland Security, I personally believe that even if he was a Christian, this persona serves his job better than being a professed Christian would because he can cross boundaries and talk to Muslims. He's talking to everybody who's moderate, everybody that wants to be peaceful. And, and so there's a lot we can learn from people like him. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, that's not to say I don't have other favorites. I'm not going to say who you are out there because <laughs> I don't want you all to get a big head or change your, the way you speak. But I enjoy reading some of your responses so much. Well, I will say this. You are my favorite, Wilfred. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> I'll try not to let it go to my head. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The God Conclusion. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing to this channel. Join us again next week as we continue to seek truth. Quid est veritas.